0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are live. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. Or, well, not welcome back. Welcome to the first ever episode of SEC Gumbo. My name is Blake Rafino. This is the Gumbo, baby. We have Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com who is our co-host for the night, the first ever episode of The Gumbo. Most of you that will watch this and will continue to watch this know me from AYS Sports. You know Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Chris, what's going on tonight, my man?
1: black I'm doing well. Great to be with you. Appreciate you having me, and uh, welcome to Landry Football. Um, and, and certainly we're excited about SEC Gumbo and what you're going to bring to the table. And, you know, I know you've uh, done such a great job with your show and, uh, obviously, entertaining your listeners, and uh, we're going to, you know, blow you up to where everybody. We're gonna, we're gonna say that everybody across the southeast is gonna know Blake Rafino and gonna really enjoy the fact that you're gonna be talking all of the SEC, not just LSU. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're really excited about what we're putting together on our uh, Landry Football uh, 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 Family of Podcasts. Um, I already do a couple of. I wanna, wanna. Uh, reorganize some of the stuff that I'm doing we're gonna have uh, obviously you doing the SEC we're gonna have every conference conference so we're gonna have an ACC show we're gonna have a Big Ten show a Big 12 show a Pac-12 show we're going to have a college football handicapping show. We're going to have a national sports show. We're going to have a college football recruiting show. Um, so we're we'll probably we're going to look into maybe a um, into a fantasy um, show that uh, I know that you and I have talked about off the air with some different uh, ideas. So we got a lot of things. We're getting ready for the football season. There may be a pandemic going on, but we've been working behind the scenes as you have, tried to get ready for the football season get everybody ready so uh we're, we're really excited about it and you know i happy to have you a part of landry football and we encourage everybody to check out landryfootball.com as well as we try to break down the game of college football and nfl from a coaching and scouting a coaching and scouting perspective so we're just thrilled to be here thrilled to have you with us and uh, as a part of our family
0: well i'm i'm very i'm very um What's You know, there are some times in life, Chris, and you know this as well as I do, that that words don't express your emotions. So I'm more than thrilled. I'm more than excited to come to, to LandryFootball.com, launch SEC Gumbo. Ladies and gentlemen, Doobie Lane was back on the ones and twos as well. And as always, GM Varnado and Sons was our sponsor for tonight's show. So GM Varno and Sons, guys, serving your Baton Rouge and Denver Springs area for over 62 years. So, guys, listen, I've told you, if you watch AYS for one time in your life, <laughs> 62 years they've been serving the Denham Springs and Baton Rouge area. Guys, AC work, auto, anything you need, quite frankly, automotive-wise, they can do it. Big rig overhauls, AC work, big rig, uh, big rig motorhome chassis, VW to KW. Tell them Blake Ruffino and Chris Landry. That's right, Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com sent you 225-664-9992. Two two five six six four nine 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 two. Tell them Blake Rafino, Not at all. Are you serious? But SEC Gumbo sent you for tonight's show, and tell them that you are a part of our family. All right, Chris. So I pre- like I said, I appreciate you bringing us on. So I guess a part of SEC Gumbo. A lot of this is what do you, where do you, what do you see for the SEC? Where do you see the SEC East? Where do you see the SEC West? How do you see it unfolding?
1: Well, first of all, as a whole, uh, as, as a whole <laughs> a league and as a whole uh, realm of college football, I don't know what to expect this year. I think this <laughs> is going to be a I, – I fear it's going to be a weird year. We've certainly gotten word as we're doing this live. We've got, you know, somewhat of epidemics going on at Texas and Clemson and some others that we – know about, not officially announced. So, and I'm talking about the COVID-19 that we've been, you know, dealing with in this uh, country and around the world for several months. It has not affected football for the most part. It affected our spring practice, expected in the NFL, the OTAs. It's going to affect this season. So, you know, I have to, we have to, we have to couch everything with, I don't know what's going to happen and maybe somebody that's, a great team may end up losing two games because there's an inordinate amount of players that have to sit out. But as I look at the league, um, I still see – I look at Georgia as maybe the most intriguing team because I think they're very talented, and I mm-hmm. do think that Jamie Newman is very good. I think he's – it depends, and I think Todd Munkin is very good. I Me think too. if Kirby is able to embrace what he can do and what they both can do, we could have a mini, you know, splurge of offense, maybe not to the degree of what LSU was able to put forth last year, but something that could be real impressive and maybe a difference for George. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think Alabama is always very good. They were good last year. Think about it. Last year, yeah, they lost and didn't make the playoffs. It was a disastrous season. Had tons of injuries. A lot of people have to deal with injuries. So, I mean, it was almost – it's like it was a disaster because they haven't won the title in a couple of years. that That's kind of the bar that they've set. They'll be really good. I think that if you – in my mind, if I'm asked to say, who would you pick as a favorite in the West, it would be Alabama. I think their offensive line's good. I think they're loaded at back. I think the quarterback situation, I, I think in some ways – um, they might go back to being what has made them championship level. And that is not eliminate the run game and not eliminate the pass game, but become more line of scrimmage oriented. I thought they've lost their identity a little bit. And look, LSU was able to win with the offense and the situational defense. That's Alabama right. has won zero titles doing it that way. They've won all their titles when they've been more line of scrimmage based. So, I think they'll be good. I think LSU will be good. I think that uh, Auburn is a mixed bag, um, replacing a lot of people. Uh, you know, A&M will be improved. Uh, so I think it's going to be competitive. In the East, I think Florida's improved. I think Kyle Trask is good. I think uh, Dan Mullen's an outstanding coach. So we'll see. I don't think that Florida is where Georgia is personnel-wise, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So And, and I think Tennessee will be better not a contender. They're not close to where Florida is. That's kind of how I see the East in terms of a roster, but we'll see how things develop. I think like every year it's the most competitive league. They have the most teams that are, I would consider top five, top 10, top 15, top 20, top 30. They have more of those type of teams. And, um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be competitive. If it's a, you know, if it's a normal year, I think it would be a little bit more predictable. This year may be a little bit more up in the air.
0: <laughs> well, Chris, here, here's my just my take on it. I think that you're absolutely 100% right on the fact of Alabama and why I honestly believe, Chris, that Mac Jones could be that Nick Saban type of quarterback in the sense of, hey, don't beat us. Let's get the running game going. And when they do that, they're very deadly. They're very deadly. They have a lot of good backs, like you mentioned. So coming out of the West, they do scare me. Now, they play Georgia. They play LSU in Death Valley. I mean, Chris, <laughs> we talked about this earlier this year, or, or, or this year, earlier today, that, you know, if a team loses uh, nine games, or, or no one's going to really talk about the coach because of what's going on with COVID-19 because you never really know what's going to go on. But I think that Mac Jones is that – is that type of quarterback that Nick Saban has trended? because, look, outside of Tua coming in in the second half against Georgia, winning-wise, yes, he got to a national championship, but other than that, he didn't win a lot when they went to that style of offense. I agree with you there. Here's where the the question, and, Chris, I get asked this, I, I swear to you, every single episode of Are You Serious on the other podcast, Kellamon and Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, Everyone has so much hype on Kalamon, and I don't really fully, completely understand that. I guess in, in in my opinion. But what do you see about Texas A&M and Kalamon where they can make that push in the West and possibly be in Atlanta come, come or, or late November, early December?
1: Yeah, I, I don't see A&M ready to do that. I mean, I think it would have to be some unusual circumstances. So. The better teams, which would be Alabama, LSU, would have some, they have more positive tests, more, more issues, and they come back to the pack. Then I, then I think, you know, A&M could compete with Auburn and be that team. But, but I, I don't think they're that team yet. Here's what I see in A&M. And, and well, first of all, in Kellen Mann, I think he's an athletic guy. I think he's got, to improve a lot of things from a decision-making and a passing standpoint. Jimbo does a great job with quarterbacks. He's taken a lot of guys and gotten the most out of them. And I think he's doing a good job with him, but I don't see greatness there yet. I have, I've seen spurts of it. I don't see the consistency. What I do see is an infusion of talent over a couple of years to where I think in a year or two they can be very formidable. Jimbo knows how to do it. He's recruiting very, very well. But until you can get the type of defensive line talent like LSU and Alabama and Georgia has gotten, they're going to fall short. Now they're starting to get it, and when they're able to get that to full maturity and can bank that with stack on top, uh, one on top the other of recruiting classes, then they're going to be kind of in that realm, and you could throw them in the mix. Right now, I see them more of. We'll see what they can do against Auburn. Here's the big thing with A&M. You know, everybody kept saying, well, Jimbo, big money, they're going to win big, and they're saying, well, what are they going to do? Does anybody even look at schedules last year? <laughs> are you kidding me? I, I, mean, right. 75. I mean, I thought it was a good season losing five games. Name me one mm-hmm. they lost to every team. Every team they lost to had better talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, now maybe they could have pulled an upset. So A&M – People will look at it strictly, I think, Blake, on record. They don't really see better or worse. They see record better or worse. Well, throw Georgia and Clemson off the schedule. They're going to be better. They're going to have four <laughs> wins. It, I mean, it's right. just as simple as can be. Um, so I, I, I think that that's going to improve in that regard, but as a program, I think they're, they're on the right track, but they're not there yet. You brought up something about Al- the, at Alabama too, and something that, You know they've got Georgia this year. That's that's an anomaly, and and things are cyclical. There were years where you know Tennessee and Florida were two of the best teams, well were the two best teams in the SEC, and Alabama had to play Tennessee every year. Now playing Tennessee every year's kind of a cakewalk. Yeah, it is. Yeah, (laughs) Auburn plays have to play LSU, but they got to play Georgia every year. You know, so they got to play Alabama, LSU, and got to play Georgia. So. You know, a lot of times when we look at it, we look at everybody's SEC schedule. You know, they're all the same. And and they're not. I mean, it's not made equal. And it does vary a little bit. But if you've got to play Georgia, you gotta play Clemson, you're not gonna be real good. And I think it hurt AM a little bit last year. So I think they'll be fine. I just I think they'll win maybe a couple of more games, but I don't know. Look, I, I gotta give AM credit. Two years ago. They, you know all the talk when beating LSU in college station it was about the bad calls, yes, there were bad calls that were costly no one really talks about the fact that a inferior talented A&M team was close enough to LSU to be in the game late to where calls could cost you and I, I think that that's a good point that's, that's one of the point. things that I give a lot of credit. I think Jimbo's good but You know, I, he's already getting, oh man, they paid 10 10 million a year for seven and five coach. Well, okay. I think if in three years that's happening, you got some issues there. But I, I, you know, I, I believe in him. I think he's a really good coach and I think he's got things in place. So we'll see. It's, look, it's, it's, that's why we strap it on. I, last year at this time, if you had asked me, I'd said, you know, I think LSU is going to be really good. But I mm-hmm. didn't see them being playoff good or national championship. But I sure as heck didn't see it as maybe one of the best SEC teams, if not the best I've ever seen in my lifetime. So mm-hmm. there's going to be surprises, and people people all, I always get this because we do a lot of na- national radio and regional. Chris, tell me where the big surprises are. <laughs> if, if, if I knew, it wouldn't be a surprise. You know, it's like right. that's kind of the point. But I do think that you can see some things to where if it goes, but I mean. You could go different ways, different things, and it could change the face of the season. So uh, last year's magical run by LSU, I, I don't know if anybody in the league anytime soon is going to kind of duplicate that kind of a magical year. But we're going to have good teams. And I think if you're looking at you know, championship com- contenders, because co- nothing is chalky more than college football. It really is. Uh-huh. Uh, m- more of the content, I mean, I would say Alabama is a national championship contender. Georgia is and, and if I were kind of critiquing the the championship caliber teams I would put those two and I would put Clemson and Ohio State in it and then I would put you know uh, certainly uh, maybe an LSU in the mix and Oklahoma and who knows what could ha- The problem is is can you get two out of the SEC if it's one we we we've, we've played that game before and what we've seen the past few years is somebody get in that just, you know, which one doesn't fit. And, you know, it's been Oklahoma the past couple of years. And, and that's a program that I know I've talked about it on my different platforms that there's no reason why Oklahoma can't be more like Clemson with great defensive talent. It's a little bit more. I get into that when I appear on Oklahoma radio where, you know, why can't we do this? And it's just because they don't have the talent defensively. And the war daddies they used to recruit used to be, uh, difference makers now they're an offensive juggernaut in an off juggernaut in an offensive league that just can't match up defensively, so they get exposed in big time moments. But that's kind of how I see the league and how it stacks up nationally.
0: Well, Chris, last night on or not last? Well, yeah, it was last night on. Are you serious? I said there's a chalky six, okay. In that you had Clemson, Ohio State, okay. Those are kind of givens. I I feel like Clemson's just a given because of the conference. And I don't, you know, this being the gumbo, (laughs) we'll we'll stay there. But when you look at it, though, Chris, Georgia, LSU, I still still feel as if LSU can be a contender that you don't – you just never – here's the truth, and I'm a – you know, being in Louisiana, you never know what you're truly going to get with LSU. And I feel like nationally – People don't give LSU credit now because this isn't less miles, right? Like Ed run is not less miles, so you know if they can protect Brennan, no telling what he can do. Alabama, I think, quite frankly, Chris is a former offensive lineman. I think up front they're going to be deadly. I, I look uh, Leatherwood. Leatherwood, I think that, and you could tell me this because you've been a scout, but I think that his 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 footwork and hand placement are is one of the better. Offensive tackles that I've seen, I think offensively they'll be okay running the football. They'll try to control the clock. So I still have Florida. I mean, look, if Florida beats Georgia and they make a push, they beat LSU, I still think they can make a push. Mm -hmm. Here's my question, though. Is the SEC kind of more wide open? Because, Chris, here was a question that I posed to uh, uh, AYS people and AYS fans was – there's no real pass rusher like a Chase Young or a a Calavon Chasson that that everyone really knows in the SEC so defensively is this going to be more of a lax year in the SEC so where a team like LSU who's shown great offense can they push forward I, I is the SEC just more kind of wide open this year more than more than it's ever been or am I just kind of overlooking some people
1: well to me. I still think it's pretty chalky, unless we throw in the COVID, COVID you know, factor yeah. this year. I still would be surprised. I um, mean, first of all, your points are right. I mean, like all all Florida has to do is beat shoot Georgia, and and, and and Alabama, maybe, or who you know, whoever in the SEC and get in. That's what <laughs> makes it difficult. They've got to prove to me they can beat Georgia, and, and maybe they do it. You're right. I would put them in that. You know, in fact, I I did it and I put it up on LandryFootball.com. It's up there. And I, in fact, I, I think I'm, I've got to look. So I grade teams according to kind of the the high grade blue, the elite level, and then I would call the outstanding teams. And right now, I've only got three teams that I would uh, going into the year. And again, it changes. And that's Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama in that high level blue. And then I would put maybe Georgia, in in LSU and Florida in that next group. But that's how I see it going in that that's adjusted modified as the season goes along. I, I think it could be wide open because of the year, but I, I, because of the circumstances of the year, but it's going to be Georgia or Florida in the East, which, you know, maybe this is your point, it's, but I, but I think it's a still pretty heavy Georgia favorite and I would I favor Alabama over LSU, but it's, I don't think Auburn or a ms getting there. So it's Alabama or LSU against Georgia I mean, I, you know, I, I think what we could see, though, and maybe this is to your point, throw in the COVID. What happens to right. LSU, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, you know, when they go up against somebody that's vastly inferior and they lose because they got a whole bunch of people out? Well that's going to count. I mean, you know, they're not going to have a, you know, they're not going to have a conference championship in a covid championship. We we're, we're going to play it, <laughs> we're going to play it like it's like you got two losses, you got three losses and you know, so that's why I say I don't know what it's going to look like, but I still kind of see it chalky. But within the course of the season, yeah, I still could see everybody having a loss. I think the whole thing with Georgia is, you know, what's Georgia's bugaboo? You know, you you you're so one-dimensional you you couldn't answer against South Carolina because they did a great job of playing press man coverage and taking away the run game with a loaded box and you couldn't beat them. Well, then you got a loss and then it kind of took you out of the mix, so to speak. You know what I mean? It, mm. it for a while. I mean, in terms of the national, you, you, you could make a case that an unbeaten Georgia that now well, they got blown out by LSU, but if they would have been more competitive, you could put a second team. But when you lose a game and you get blown out of the championship, your national hopes are alive, are gone. So I think it's going to be real interesting. But I, I I still would be very surprised if we're talking about the SEC champion. I still think it's a it would be Georgia or Alabama with the possibility of LSU and the possibility of Florida. So I don't know if that's wide open or chalky, but I, I would say maybe more chalky. But you know, COVID's gonna yeah. have an effect. And,
0: and, and I, when I say wide open, I, I, I mean that in the fact that Vander, look, Vanderbilt's <laughs> not winning the SEC East, right? Like I don't I don't mean it like that. What I mean is that if LSU wins it again, wins the SEC West again, we're not surprised. Right? Like no. if, if, if and here's my sleep routine, Chris, and I've said this for the last couple of weeks, is Auburn. Chad Morris is your offensive, you know, going to be on that offensive side too. And look, I like Chad Morris. I think that you know, sometimes guys can be a, a, a coordinator, be a better coordinator than a head coach. <laughs> we saw what happened with Ed Orsron at Ole Miss, now at US, and then went to USC, then now at LSU. I feel like guys can adapt and push forward. Here, here's my thing, Chris, and where I I just sit with it is is that I believe, and I, I'm I'm. I'm probably naive to this fact. Is that I just don't believe that you know that it, it it's chalky to the point where Georgia, Florida, but maybe not so much in the West. I don't see an A and M winning, but I think it's a three-team race with Auburn, LSU, and Auburn. I just, I just I could see that happening. Now here's the question, also, Chris. Uh, let me stop right here. Guys, everyone, this is our first episode of SC Gumbo. I see a lot of you joining on Facebook Live. Go ahead and hit the like and hit the share. Like our SC Gumbo. We're going to continue to push it Tuesdays and, and Thursdays. You can catch this and live podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts. So go ahead and hit the like and hit the share and follow us on landryfootball.com. That's right, landryfootball.com. You can get all of our stuff there too. So, Chris. I'm going to ask you this question and maybe get a couple more questions and we'll head on out. But one question is is that Tennessee recruiting, and a lot of people said Tennessee can make a push in the east. Where do you see Tennessee, I guess, this season? Because Oklahoma's not starting workouts until July. Tennessee's kind of started already working out. Does that month help them? Could you see a Tennessee beating Oklahoma and making a push in the east where it wouldn't be as chalky?
1: I doubt they'd beat Oklahoma unless again we're dealing with a weird circumstance where Oklahoma's debilitated. I, I think they're Oklahoma's still quite a bit better than Tennessee. I think Tennessee, I think Jeremy's doing a good job. I thought he he did something, you know, people as a coach, I look at this stuff and, and see it, you know, it was a disaster there the early part of the year. And he took that disaster and turned it around and got hold of it, and that could have gone off the rails. And he kept it not only from going off the rails, but he got it and he got it chucking pretty good to where there were some positives. And it's led to, I think, the biggest positives is the finish of the season and obviously the recruiting that the in the spring for the class of 2021 has been big. They're not there yet. There's a talent gap between them and Florida. Just like Florida's got to catch Georgia, Tennessee's got to catch Florida. And I'm not saying that they can't do it in a one-game basis, but I'm saying winning the East, I I think that Tennessee's a little ways away from that yet unless those programs come bound to them. I think Tennessee is, is getting better and better from a talent level. I think Jeremy understands what it's supposed to look like being in that Alabama program spent a little time in the Georgia program, been at Florida State. He kind of knows what it looks like and how he wants to build it, and the foundation is starting to get there. He's also trying to do some things from an infrastructure standpoint. Tennessee doesn't have and hasn't have as many of the, the analysts and the support staff that an Alabama or an LSU or a Georgia has. So I think he's trying to get that going too, and all that's starting to come together. Now, with their recruiting, they got a lot of commitments. Let's see if they can sign them in December because how many of those guys who may be flipped by Alabama or Georgia or whatever, we'll see. But I don't think they're ready yet now. I mean, maybe in a given game, absolutely. I expect more consistency. I don't expect them to blow that game. I think the days of Vanderbilt beating them are over, (laughs) Um, you know, (laughs) but, you know, it's you. Know, I, I so I think you're going to see. You're going to look if you're not looking at it, looking. Oh, they're better. You know, I think you're going to have to study it, and look, and say, you know what? They they really are getting better. It's going to be incrementally better, is the way I think.
0: Everyone liking the SEC gumbo, we greatly appreciate it. We greatly, greatly appreciate everyone liking and hitting the share. Chris, last question. We're going to get on out of here. <laughs> This isn't so much SEC related, but with everything going on, it's a tough it's a tough question for me to sit here and ask you. We come in here in late November or November late November. We're looking at the the playoff. What who do you see the final four being? Who's going to be in that final four? Come come that time. Who do you see making the playoff as we sit right now?
1: Well, I, I would say Clemson because. See, I think Clemson is an SEC-looking program in the ACC. So they've got – they could compete in the SEC. People who say, well, they, they go in the SEC, they'd have four losses. No, they would They'd be right there with Alabama, LSU, Georgia. Now, they might have one or two losses like those teams do, but they're, they're an SEC personnel-wise. They got it going. But they're in the ACC. So what they can do – is they can grow. Now, people will say, oh, but look at them. They almost got beat by North Carolina. They get it. Now, they won't tell you this publicly, but they can kind of experiment a little bit, and, by, and they may cut it close against a North Carolina or or Pitt or Syracuse or somebody. The bottom line is they experiment, and they get better as the year goes along, and and it doesn't cost them any games because of the schedule they're in. So the fact that they're really good, they're really talented, um and they're in that conference, I think they're in good shape. I think Ohio State's in good shape. I think Ohio State's a national championship-caliber team.
0: They're loaded,
1: and they are, I think, by a good margin, better than everybody in the Big Ten. And the Big Ten is more competitive, like, week in and week out than the ACC would be, but they're good. So I think those are the two safest bets to make it because of who they are. Now, who's going to come out of the SEC? Uh, So – the SEC's the champion uh, I can't see not being in. I mean, I think absolutely not. Who's that going to be? Is it going to be Alabama? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be Georgia? And is uh, is the other one good enough to maybe get the fourth spot over on Oklahoma or somebody else? I, I don't know. I mean, I think the reality is that you've got, and I've said it with my uh, you know power rankings and evaluations, I mean, I think I would put – Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida—all right there are better than say Oklahoma. But I don't know that that's—you're not going to have—you'd be fortunate to have two SEC teams. We know there's, despite the talk otherwise, there's—they—they they try to you know try to make sure that they they spread it around a little bit, and 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 they're trying to define who the best is is very nebulous. And in my opinion, I think that you know it still would put a Unbeaten Oregon and uh, certainly an unbeaten Oklahoma and a one-loss Oklahoma in the right game would put them in the mix. So I would say Clemson and Ohio State, the SEC champ, maybe Alabama and maybe maybe somebody that's close, uh, that maybe a second SEC team co- competing against the best of the Pac-12 or the Big 12. And we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I don't know. That's my best guess at this point.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I have no pushback on anything you just said. All right, Chris, I greatly appreciate the first episode live on SEC Gumbo, guys. There's going to be a lot more. We're going to push a lot. Doobie Lane, Jonathan Lane, was back on the ones and twos. Guys, I can't tell you how much he, he means to me. Chris, we <laughs> appreciate it. Tell everyone where we can follow SEC Gumbo, LandryFootball.com, and we'll get on out of here.
1: LandryFootball.com. It'll be posted on there, but it's you, wherever you sign up for podcasts, um, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places, wherever you get your podcast, you can get it out. And of course, you're going to be able to watch Blake the same way as you do here on AYS. You're going to be able to watch him on uh, those. We've, we've got a Twitch channel as well. So gosh, I, 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 and I'm speaking like, I understand what half of this Technical stuff is. And Blake knows. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but it's going to be everywhere. So you got to listen to this guy. We're really excited. He's going to blow up and talk all over the SEC. And and again, we're going to have some really good shows that we're going to partner with. And so, your SEC fans, college football fans, are big fans. It's going to be a great way to go and get a taste of what some of the other programs around the country and conferences. You're an NFL fan. We're going to have you covered there, so you can check it all out at LandryFootball.com is the hub where you can find all of it. But certainly follow Blake at uh, SEC Gumbo. He's going to be knocking out the park. I think every Tuesday, Thursday is that what we're doing starting this yep. week? There yep. you go.
0: Tuesday, thir- Tuesday, Thursday, and it'll be everywhere. You can follow our podcast, uh, uh, Periscope's another one, Twitter's going to be another one. So. You can follow us there. Look, I know that there might be some bias because we have the EAUX, but look, if you know me, I've ripped LSU more than anybody. So we're going to follow the entire SEC. We're going to give you our, our, our real takes on that. So, Chris, I completely uh, – you words, again, don't tell you how much I mean or it means to me that you came on tonight. Guys, we're going to continue to do this. We're going to continue to push the SEC. This is going to be your new SEC network right here, right now. Chris, we appreciate it. And we will see you guys Tuesday. That's right, Tuesday. We'll see you Tuesday. My name is Blake Grafino, Chris Landry, and Doobie Lane was back on the ones too. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on
1: YouTube.